Welcome to MVP. We are Sports Illustrated's Charlotte Wilder and Jessica Smetana. And this is the Most Valuable Podcast. Brought to you by the Most Valuable Podcasters. Hey, Jess. Hello, Charlotte. How you doing? Great. How are you? I'm good, mostly because our dear pal Lee Finer is sitting in the studio with us with headphones on in front of a microphone to talk about the NBA draft lottery as a Knicks fan. Don't patronize me. (laughs) Lee, welcome to the show. You've been a fan and a loyal friend and supporter for a while now, and we're very happy to have you in studio. It's sad that it's on such a devastating occasion for you as a Knicks fan, but, um, you know... We're still it's happy better to than have nothing. You. Yeah, this is yeah. pretty terrible, but it's good to see you guys. Thanks, Lee. Well, I feel like if you guys follow us on social media, you you definitely know Lee. He is uh, he is yeah. a he's a part of the band, and the band <laughs> is back together again. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a famous band. Oh, it's like we're Imagine Dragons, and you're the you're the. What? I'm no. the what, Charlotte? Don't compare us to Imagine. <laughs> That's the last band I want. I know, I know. I, We're better I did than that. them. I did that because I thought it was funny. Not as rich, but. Uh, Let's just be to the Beatles and I'll be Ringo. I'll just anoint myself Ringo. Okay, who's Yoko? But then? I always wanted to be Ringo. Okay, you can be Ringo. No, we're not the Beatles, guys. We're we need a band with three people. The Migos? Oh. No. Uh. That's, we'll think who, of something. Who, who's, now I'm just, now I'm just having trouble thinking of like a three-person band. Oh, a, Wilson Phillips. <laughs> Obviously. Okay, you can <laughs> pretend that we're Wilson Phillips. Okay, great. We will be someone else. All right, so NBA draft lottery. Knicks were hoping, what, they had a 14% chance to get the number one pick? Yeah. And they got the third. Yeah. So, Lee, can you walk us through your emotions over the course of yesterday? Like, let's start around lunchtime yesterday, because I saw you and you were wearing your, <laughs> your Knicks windbreaker. Oh. Yeah. I mean, we could start in, like, 1994 if you want <laughs> i mean we've got time um yeah it's just it was a, it, I, I knew it was a it was a day uh i woke <laughs> up i didn't feel good about it because as a knicks fan you don't feel good about anything i mean That's valid. it's a horribly mismanaged franchise and it has been for my entire life i mean it's won one championship in 50 years i mean this isn't mm. like yeah a beacon of success it just happens to, I don't know. So I don't know. I woke up and I was expecting the worst. And at the end of the day, if I'm fast forwarding and being honest, like they did okay. I mean, they, they didn't fall out of the top four. They got a top three pick. They have an asset. They're probably going to get RJ Barrett. But like, I don't know. There was like 15 minutes where I thought we were going to get Zion Williams. Yeah. Okay, even, even as someone who's like, not even like, okay. Last night I was thinking out loud. I was like in my apartment after I watched the lottery with Lee and another coworker. Shout out Sanch. And Shout I was at Sanchez. my apartment and I was like, oh, thank God Pittsburgh doesn't have a basketball team. And then I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I'm a Bulls fan. <laughs> yeah. You just forgot but about I, the Bulls. Even for like five minutes last night before the lottery, I was like, oh, shit, it would be so sick if Chicago got Zion and then, you know, they dropped his number seven for the third year in a row. I'll tell you what happened. Like, I, I woke up and I was just like, nervous all day like mm-hmm. you don't get your hopes up for things like this but i don't but know you did I you did. were totally like every knicks fan did there were like knicks fit like knicks watch parties all over new york like i saw some person get a zion knicks tattoo on their ankle oh god which is really? first of all there's so many reasons why that's dumb number one being like what if he gets drafted and like blows out his knee and never plays a game or something awful happens so then you just I have mean, a I'm dumb impressed tattoo that you immediately went to what if he gets drafted the like he's that there were so many more chances that he wouldn't even get on their team well, to right. get a tattoo. But like, say he say the impossible happens, or right. not impossible, improbable happens, and he does end up on the Knicks. And there's so many ways that that tattoo just doesn't age well, anyways. 
I, even I if he plays most on the Knicks. Sports the sports tattoos. tattoo is generally not a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, here's my question now. So with the third pick, yeah. RJ Barrett, you think that's what they're going to do? What what do they do then? Do they trade? Do they keep him? Do, like, do you think KD is a lock? Like, what no, happens No, I, I mean, this is just sort of why the NBA offseason is such a beast and so much fun is because right. absolutely everything depends on where Kyrie goes, where Kevin Durant decides to go, who Kevin Durant wants to play with. If Anthony Davis even leaves New Orleans now. Totally. I mean, that's, you know, he has sort of said quickly that, you know, he's still, you know, nothing's changed for him, but like, I mean, you know, maybe they can convince him. Maybe Griffin can convince him to stay. Like, no, there is there are so many dominoes that are are still yet to fall mm-hmm. uh, in the NBA offseason. But truthfully, like, even if the Knicks had gotten Zion and Kevin Durant said, "Hey, I don't want to play with this guy," mm-hmm. you have to trade him. I mean, like, you're you're committing the short term future to the possibility of signing Kevin Durant and trying to win quickly. I mean, you can't trust the Knicks to build properly over the four to five year medium term future and build a contender. So you have to go for broken win now. And I think that's sort of why, you know, Knicks fans saw this as like a moonshot. You know, there was a lot of blowback, like Knicks fans suddenly feel like they deserve, you know, a savior to come when their franchise has been managed so poorly. You're like, no, this is literally our only hope. (laughs) This is literally the only way we have a chance to contend. Yeah. I think I just realized what band we are. Oh, what? We're JD and the Straight Shots. Oh my God, I hate you so much. <laughs> my chest. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys, because that would be I one of us is James, James Dolan's Dol- son. <laughs> I was gonna say you're James. Dol- no, you're his son. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think the the main thing though is if you did get if the Knicks did get the first pick, they have more options because they have better leverage to make a, a better trade for them. So either way, it still stinks. Even if Zion would would have gotten picked first overall to gone to the Knicks. He might not have ever played there, but it still yeah. would have been better for the for the pro. But yeah, I, I woke up in the morning and I just started, like, I realized it wasn't going to be a good day for me. And I got to work. <laughs> Today? It, no, yesterday. And I, I got to work and I was just like, this is really, really, I, I don't want to be here. So I left at like three o'clock and I just started compulsively cooking. And I just started I, making food because I needed to stay busy. And then you came back to work? I came back to work. Well, first of all, our coworker Dave was here doing work late right, right, right. actually doing something for me so i kind of felt bad um, <laughs> and just and for us and actually ju- yeah, and, yeah. And just, yeah and just is still at the office so like i don't know i don't live very far away so right. i just like made a whole bunch of food and brought a bottle What'd of wine you back it was to the a office. fun little party oh thanks it for the fun. invite you yeah. guys did you well, want to stay at the office till 9 30 last night <laughs> no Charlotte? i was having dinner with my aunt and my grandmother anyway <laughs> <laughs> that was completely sarcastic yeah, uh, did, what'd you make we though? did a little uh thai papaya salad some, yeah lee's uh, a great oh. chef well okay he is an excellent chef. i think jess i think that we need to brag to our listeners about Lee for a moment because not only is he a phenomenal producer, director, and friend, the man can cook. He can and cook. if you've ever been to Cowgirl Seahorse in oh. the financial district, oh, his papaya salad has been on the menu. And I haven't had it there, but I know that I had it last night and it was delicious, man. And it tasted like the seventh pick for the third straight year <laughs> for the oh, bowls. Let's for clarify. The bowls. Yeah, for the uh, bowls. Yeah, we did, we did that. We did a little golden roasted golden beet poke. It was really good. We ate it in it the little really goldfish good. containers at the office. <laughs> it was so <laughs> perfect. I'm so happy for you. I'm a little sad it wasn't there. Yeah, I'm not cleaned out my stash of um, Reese's cups that oh. I keep in my desk. That's such a perfect night. Yeah, and then there was, was a... Was it? It wasn't <laughs> was great, it? honestly. It was, the food was great. It just sounds lovely. I yeah. don't know. I like hanging out with like, you guys. This is what sports can do, though. It can bring people together, even in the worst circumstances. It's true. And you can take a video of your poor little coworkers being sad and... A Make lot of content will out like of it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a take from the whole draft lottery, which is that um, I forgot that the Grizzlies existed. 
as I, a team. That's totally, yeah. They got the number second pick, and I was like, Grizzlies? What the? <laughs> like, I literally, I don't think I've heard anyone say the word Grizzlies unless it was like Jeff Bear Fisher Grizz. talking about his bears in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bear Grizzlies. So who are they? Bear Grills. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What yeah, are they gonna do? They're, they're looking to get rid of Mike Conley. They, they, I think they're gonna try and trade. They've been trying to Is trade Joe him. Is Joakim Noah so, still on the? Yeah, I, I don't know if he's actually resigned. I think that was just the the, See, Nick, like, the Knicks bought him out. I couldn't name a Grizzly. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joakim Noah was Chandler on the Grizzlies Parsons? for the end of the year. He hasn't played in a while because he's been hurt. But I think he is <laughs> okay, actually on the team. No, but uh, they, they've been trying to move Mike Conley. So John Morant is a pretty logical fit for them. I think that's sort of the 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 common wisdom is they'll they'll take him at two, leaving RJ for. Nice. The Knicks at three, and then, I don't know, I, the Knicks still have a fairly attractive package to offer the Pelicans, like, if Anthony Davis just demands that he wants to go there. I mean, mm, they yeah. have, they got the picks from the Porzingis trade, and they have R.J. Barrett, and they have Kevin Knox, who was historically bad as right. a top rookie last year, <laughs> and Dennis Smith Jr., and literally whatever else you want. Right, like, take get, my first board. Take anything <laughs> to get Anthony Davis and pair him with... Kevin Durant and you know maybe you get lucky and you get a third superstar and you have a team that can contend for 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 in the east as, as someone who grew up in New York City I'm curious what you think of the whole like big markets attract big players thing do you think that's still a thing in 2019 I will say this I I don't I the Knicks are are a sort of miserable franchise like mm-hmm. yes they play in the garden and that is the allure of it but when they are good, and I'm talking like marginally good, like not decent, like above 500, barely making the playoffs good, like the Lin Sanity year, for yeah. example, they were two games above 500. I mean, th- th- it weren't good, but they were just good enough. That place is absolutely electric, and it becomes the center of the basketball universe, like for no good reason. You know, yeah. th- there's no good reason for that to be the case. Right. But when that place is is just just competitive it is absolutely electric and i actually do think it's still a draw for people i still think people want to play there mm-hmm. believe it or not i still think you know celebrity row and the and you know front row at the Knicks yeah. game is still a place to be seen and and you know yeah I, I actually do think it's a draw i agree i could i could see that i i feel like the knicks there is something almost romantic about the Knicks. I don't know. That's such a weird word to use. But like it, it But can players it, make as much money and or be as like famous and successful now in smaller markets in a way that they haven't before because of cable and, you know, and social media and like globalism. Yeah. <laughs> in general. No, I think you're I think so. I think that like the thought of Russ being a star in OKC like twenty years ago is laughable. But he's able like he sticks around. He likes he apparently likes living there. Yeah. You know? like, I think it's what guys value. I think Russ really likes just focusing on yeah. basketball. Yeah. You know, like I think people who want to come to the Knicks Maybe you're people like Kevin Durant. <laughs> okay, here's a question for both of you. One, what do you think, like, do you think that if you were Anthony Davis, would you still want to trade from New Orleans now that you got Zion? And two, if you could play on any team, where would, as a, as, like, as a basketball player, where would you play? Can I flip that on you? Yeah. Uh, have you ever sort of, like, put your foot in the ground on a demand and then, like, I don't know, waited to see and if anything got better and then and then things do get better, but you've sort of made the demand and now you sort of have to stick with it. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like he was not expecting this. Nobody expected this. They had yeah. really low He's odds. He's kind of backed himself into, into a corner. A corner. Like, I think he has to go through with this. Yeah. I also think, um, personally, New yeah. Orleans is a place where I would love to live I agree. for a few years <laughs> in my 20s. I, it seems like a fun time. Would I want to like be a million basketball player there? That's maybe a different question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm also partial to South Beach, so I think that's 
you know. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be maybe take my talents there one of these days. <laughs> um, so yeah, any of those warmer teams, if they suck, yeah, that stinks. But like, I'm rich and I live somewhere warm. So yeah, I'll go for it. That's sort of like it's probably Anthony Davis probably has more to weigh in on that front than I do. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, from a personal, seeing <laughs> as he's a basketball player, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I feel I do feel like Anthony Davis. Presum- you know, presumably wants to win, and they've had years of his prime to to yeah. win, and they yeah. haven't built a contender around him. So I understand him wanting to get out of there. I mean, he's a he's a totally. superstar in the NBA. He wants to go play, and he wants to go win. Now, there are other factors that that come into play. You know, if he just wanted to win, I mean, force a trade to Utah, but I don't I don't think he's doing <laughs> that. Oh. You know, yeah, I, that's the place I would least want to play. Utah, just as a place to live. I think. Um, Toronto would be up there for last place I'd want to because it's so cold and, and dark. Yeah, yeah, and it's in Canada. <laughs> Fair. It's a, it's a pretty cool city, but yeah, it's brutal, brutal in the winter. I've never been. Yeah, it's pretty. Do awesome. you know I've Great never food. been to Canada? I've never been to upstate New York. You know, anything huh. north of 14th Street to me is Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you make a valid point. <laughs> Nothing up there. All right. Well, uh, Lee, you got any final? Do you have any NBA playoffs like? Oh yeah, let's talk about conference the finals takes for us because nothing's really happened yet other than Steph and Seth are playing against each other. Yeah, I mean, I think the Trailblazers have a shot with KD on the sideline, but they're I mean, they're still going to lose. They're still going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't really have any basketball hot takes for you. I think the Warriors are going oh. I think the Warriors are going to win going yeah. away. <laughs> Same. So let's not even bother talking about actual basketball. Let's talk about something that really matters, which was Nick Nurse's outfit getting off the plane yesterday. I didn't see it. Describe you it. Didn't. Describe oh. it. Oh. Can you pull that up I for me, a, Jess? I had yes, a I field it. day. Uh so he's walking off the private plane. He has on a I think just sort of like a jean jacket or like a weird jacket a fanny pack and an electric guitar in a like loser oh, i did case see that i did see that to his back and these like john lennon sunglasses and um i just <laughs> do you see that yeah. there's, there's a lot going on here <laughs> i think that's the most important thing happening in the basketball world right now yeah these sunglasses are like blue and purple tinted and the gold and black beats yeah wow yeah that's a look right what do you think is in the guitar case i think a guitar yeah yeah i really do i think he's the kind of guy who like although that begs the question of how do you get an amp in there because that is definitely an electric guitar it's too thin well a resident guitar expert wow i just why does he need his guitar though Maybe I guess he, that's what I'm confused about. What's it for? Well, maybe uh, I have two theories. One, like maybe that's how he unwinds. Oh, he had a fanny pack on too? Yes. Holy right? shit. Right? So raptors seem unstoppable to me. <laughs> um, no, my theory is that he either like unwinds by playing the guitar in his hotel room as a thing. I don't know. Mm. Or he just really <laughs> rocks out in the locker room before his team takes the stage. <laughs> Whatever band he's in, that's what band we are. We're we're um, Nick and the nurses. <laughs> oh God! Ew! Ew. Hey, Sorry. I don't love that one. Let's uh, walk that one back. <laughs> uh. Well, Lee, thank you for joining us for our probably most um, fruitful NBA discussion to date because we don't really talk about the NBA very much on this yeah. podcast. All the people listening are probably like, what the fuck? Right? <laughs> the they're fuck like, where did that? this come from? We we got uh, a segment of content out of ping pong balls. I mean, I just want to to make that clear. There. The NBA is so wonderful. Like l- nothing happened this last league. night except predetermined odds. You were- know, 
I do have one more thing to say. Sure. Why the fuck did they invite the players to the draft lottery? That was weird. Yeah, I, I, they, they've been doing this. Yeah. I, I hate know. it though. It, especially, I don't know. In, in a in a draft where like you know who the top three picks are, it's actually kind of interesting like ahead of time to know where those guys are going to go and they made it i don't know they made a tv show out of it that's I fine know, but that's it, it just, just was like weird i agree i've always felt when they bring the players it always feels like they're trotting out these like prize ponies yes, exactly in a way it's not it's the word isn't objectification the word is like almost commodification of like sure. these guys time on screen but, that always makes me feel a little, like and i get that <laughs> but like they're not it's just the yet. lottery it's, it's the lottery but, also i do want to say that when i found out how the nfl i mean <laughs> wow my brain is firing in all cylinders, yeah. how the NBA draft lottery worked. I was shocked. I was like, oh, it's a lottery to pick who picks first with ping pong balls. Like when you say it out loud, it sounds so deeply stupid. And yet the, yeah. it's more important than any game. And arguably. it's like so complicated. It's like there's four combinations of numbers and each team's assigned like 13 combinations. Like it's just so it's just so like just extravagant and it's funny. And mathy. I Maybe will, that's I will say mathy. in defense of the NBA, I know this is an NFL friendly <laughs> podcast. But no, no, no. We're the, not anti-NBA by, by any by any means. The NFL does this with every single thing, right? The combine. I know. The, the draft schedule is now release. 15 days. The oh, schedule yeah. release. So like, I don't I'm know. I'm not saying NBA versus <laughs> NFL. I'm just saying NBA, like it's weird that they had the players there. Like the NFL does dumb shit too. I'm not defending any of the dumb shit the NFL does, but. The NFL does much more many more dumb things than the NBA does when it comes to like expanding its reach as an entertainment product. And so I feel like the NBA has started or I mean, it's always done that, but it's, you know, making more of it. Um, I do think that if the NBA were really dedicated to trying to catch up with the NFL, they would make the draft four days long and like rent out an entire street. But it's still one night. So I don't know. It's fun. The yes, NBA is just it fun. Is fun. It's just all joyful. Like a bunch of ping pong balls threw the league into chaos <laughs> last night. Like that's great. If you can't yeah. if you can't enjoy that, like you just don't like fun. <laughs> Fair. Did you still enjoy it though? Uh, with a night's sleep, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Okay. Because I really do think the Knicks were going to trade Zion for Anthony Davis anyway. Okay. Fair. Well, let's Anthony Davis to the Knicks. That's at least how I'm coping. <laughs> All right. Go cope downstairs. We're going to finish our podcast. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, guys. Um, before we get into our next very important topic, uh, everybody should watch Lee's show that he produced with Grant Wall called Exploring Planet Football. The first episode set in Germany is out today. Or, yeah, it's out now. So yes. go watch it on SATV. We did time. <laughs> yeah, time correctly. Okay, we need to get to a really important story. I almost think that this should be a segment called, like, Film Review or like film, like, like you know, breakdown, something like that. <laughs> oh, you mean like we're analyzing this story as though it were film? No, like there's a, did you see oh, the video? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Dennis Rodman tried to steal a 400 pound amethyst crystal from a yoga studio in LA. And what basically happened was like he went in the back and there's a whole video online with security camera footage. It's incredible. You have to watch it. Yeah. He went back to like the back of the store with the owner and his friend had a cart and tried to pick up the amethyst and like carry it over to the cart. But the thing was like 400 pounds and he dropped it and it shattered everywhere. This giant crystal. And then in the meantime, there's a woman standing in the like 
merchandise section and she's just shoving clothes in her bag <laughs> while he's like <laughs> dumping this amethyst on the ground. So it was and this whole it was this whole like scheme to steal a bunch of shit from this yoga studio. And, and she's wearing sunglasses like the most stereotypical <laughs> yes, robber. Yeah, like she I'm watching it right now. She's just walking back and forth across the racks of clothes, taking hangers off and then shoving clothes into her bag and she's she's only doing it with one hand though. She's carrying a soda in one hand. I'm oh like if God. you were really dedicated. Well, so Dennis Rodman claimed that the yoga studio was going to let him have some stuff as like a thank you for stealing their amethyst. <laughs> I guess for maybe he like promoted their yoga studio or right, did some, right. I have no idea, but um apparently they were like, yeah, you can take a couple things, whatever. That's what he's saying they mm. said. But he was like, okay, how about this 400 fucking pound amethyst? Well, it's it's the cart too is like one of those um dollies that you use At a hotel? to carry. No, I think it's a No, it, it's like a hotel like cart for putting your is suitcase. Is it one on. of those hotel dollies? I can't tell in the video. It looked like it could either be yeah, no, no, no. I see it now. Also, there's a pillow on the couch that just says good vibes. And it's just sitting there the whole oh, time. God. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is this is one of the funniest. It's it hits all the buzzwords for me of like funny story because Dennis Rod. Anytime Dennis Rodman's in the news, you are just like, what? What is it now? Like, right. What is going on? Also, usually it involves a foreign dictator. But <laughs> right. in this case. And and also just what was he going to do with a 400 pound amethyst? I I don't know because it also it's one of those geodes. It's not I thought it's not like a rare I mean, obviously Yoga Studio is not gonna have like the Hope Diamond in there, but it according to this, the the amethyst the four hundred pound amethyst was included in the three hundred uh three thousand five hundred dollars worth of merchandise. I assume it probably was the most like the bulk of the Even, merchandise. Right. Even still cost. though. If you're pretty rich, $3,500 to steal a 40-pound thing. I feel like there are smaller, Is, easier things you could steal from somewhere else that, that are would worth be more, more, money? more lucrative. Yeah. Is he rich, though? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I have no idea what his financials are like. I could see them being in shambles, Jess. <laughs> I could see he Dennis Rodman being hard up for cash. Pacific flights that probably cost a lot of money. Exactly. And I don't yeah. think CNN pays him for his appearances from... North Korea I I just uh, yeah to me what's what's so funny about this is um like I think the only thing worse than this would be stealing from like a juice store or like an acai an acai bowl place like I love yoga I've done yoga but when you hear yoga studio stealing from a yoga studio is one of the lamer things that you could yeah and also if you're a former professional athlete and you need to steal like workout clothes like you really can't get a, a sponsorship from like lululemon or something that's such a good point it's workout and it was all like female workout clothes too which was another thing i just this whole thing is so bizarre and th- to cap it off his friend dropped the 400 pound amethyst <laughs> on the ground and caused five thousand dollars worth of damage <laughs> to the floor of the yoga studio stop it and the thing i mean it's so funny watching them try to clean it up because there's just like shattered crystals all over the ground and they're trying to use like a little dustpan it's the one of the best videos oh we're, we're gonna have to do a new segment called like film school or something where i think we, so we break down videos like this because this really made my my Tuesday when I watched it the other day. It's so amazing, I, and also what's so the guy who owns the studio watched it unfold <laughs> live, which is just incredible. They're like waiting to go catch him, but they're letting him get farther yep. and farther along in the disaster. Oh God, it's so good. It's beautiful. All right, uh, moving on to NHL playoffs. 
Yeah. I don't know how. I, don't, I mean, we should just end the podcast now yep. because Dennis Rodman's amethyst is not good. Dennis Rodman's. Rodman. Yeah. It, playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> playoffs? Uh, okay. Here's a take for you. So yeah. you've heard about this whole Gloria thing with the St. Louis Blues. It's their, yeah. their song now because apparently some St. Louis Blues players watched the Bears Eagles playoff game at a closed bar in Philly and kept playing the song the dj kept playing the song for them i don't really well, know they, he would play the song and then he would stop playing the song and then they'd say play gloria right so it became their thing first of all i don't love i don't love that song oh see this is where we differ i i listen to gloria like once every other day at that least. doesn't surprise me i feel like <laughs> the soundtrack to your life and the soundtrack to i tanya pretty much are a closed <laughs> venn diagram oh, it's just a circle oh my god <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> and i mean that like it's not an insult that song that movie has some pretty good songs on its soundtrack but i just feel like I'm, like bro you can't see me right now i'm like crying <laughs> i've never felt more seen in my entire life that is the most accurate thing anyone's ever said to me i listen i watched that movie i was like kind of mad on the movie i walked out of there just like fired up because i was like that soundtrack <laughs> rules oh my god jess okay deep breath anyway uh so okay i don't love the song that's and, fine. and i love it even more even less now because mm-hmm. it's just you can't like this is not a song that you can jam out to after a goal like it's too like whiny i don't know if that's the right word for no, it no i i get what you mean it's there's a definite beat that's not quite fast enough for a post goal it's like it's not like chelsea dagger not to you know how does that one go oh yeah 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 right it, i feel like a post goal song has to be either somewhat campy and and like cheesy cheesy or just like straight like the metal. final count metal <laughs> <laughs> gloria is too like i don't know so, do people know will, will people know what song we're talking about gloria gloria there we go okay now you know. yeah it's just not like it doesn't do anything for me that's that's I I completely so the reason that I don't like this is because I do love the song and now it's forever gonna yes. be a people would be like what are you a blues fan I'll be like no I'm not a blues fan I'm a Laura Branigan fan also she actually literally no one will because no one will pay attention no to the still right exactly yeah. uh, something that I noticed about this is that Laura Branigan died in 2004 yes but her estate is keeping her Twitter yes. account alive and they're tweeting as though Laura Branigan has opinions about the the blues and it yes. made me a little bit uncomfortable because i was like yeah. don't speak for her it is a little terrifying when you think about i saw some article recently that was like by the year 2040 there will be more dead facebook people accounts than live ones that was pretty horrifying can you do me a favor jess yeah if i die before if i die at any time where this is relevant will you just deactivate well, actually, no. Keep my tweets so that people can retweet the bad ones. But just tell, just get rid of all my mm. other. Get rid of Facebook. Get rid you of. You need to do that like Facebook legacy thing. I need to. Ju- I just don't want anyone tweeting for me. I want the old ones to still yeah. exist. It's, I don't know if I want people tweeting for me Mm-mm. either. I think that you have a very distinct Twitter voice, and if someone were to try to emulate that, they would just botch it. It's like that one like thing that was like, if you're taken kid, if you're kidnapped and you tweet something, what's the thing that make would make people know that you're in distress? Oh yeah, like, yours. What would ours? Ooh, wait, let's think about this. Mine would be like, I'm so happy for the city of St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mine would be like, or like I made coffee with a mug under it and my socks matched today. <laughs> That's a good one. Mine would be like, Ray Lewis was a really good guy. <laughs> also good. Wow, we could keep going. The city of Baltimore is one of my favorite places to visit in the summertime. <laughs> Mine would be like, man, I'm just so happy for the Yankees with their with their bullpen. What? <laughs> Mine would be what's Dabo wearing? <laughs> no, if you tweeted, I'm so happy about the Yankees with their bullpen. Everyone would know it's you because it like makes no sense. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, I would if I tweeted like some really advanced stats analytics about the Yankees, people would be concerned. Yeah, I think the the solution here mm-hmm. is <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> the solution here is that they just needed to make a new Twitter account or rename the Twitter account like Lori Brannigan's estate or like <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, because I it's, agree. It's, it is a little disconcerting when you're you see someone that you know to be deceased tweeting from their own like Twitter. Email. I agree. It's jarring. Like no matter what, like, and there's probably a lot of people that follow it that are like unaware that she's dead too. Oh, I was Just, one of them until 20 minutes ago when I looked it up. <laughs> oh I God. thought she was alive, and I was like, oh, cool, Laura Brannigan likes this. And then I read an article. It was like she died in 2004. Oh, see, okay, you know, no disrespect to Laura Brannigan. This is not. No, no, no. Yeah. We're right, right. Just I feel like I needed to say that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate because I never speak ill of the dead. <laughs> I do, except um, for fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. You can tell me after. Okay. Uh, all right. The next thing we need to talk about is my favorite story that's currently going on is John Daly was granted permission to use a golf cart for the PGA Championship that's starting on yep. Thursday, starting today. Today. We did time right again. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Uh, yeah. Apparently, a lot of, like, golfer, well, like, Tiger's pissed. Brooks Kepka was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, oh, it's like, a, it's a mixed bag reaction. Yeah. Here's the thing about golf. If golf... People, mm-hmm. people that run golf want younger people to like golf more. There's just got to be carts. I- <laughs> <laughs> the carts. I agree. The only reason that I played golf when I was growing up was if my dad got us a golf cart. I was like, I'll come, but you got to get a cart. The only reason I stopped playing golf as a youth golfer was mm-hmm. because we weren't allowed to have carts. Hey, carts on the youth the links. Why don't we call them carts? Shorten golf the whole carts. thing. Golf carts. Garts. I think we are onto something. Party let's, on, Let's Wayne. trademark that. <laughs> okay. So John Daly has a gart. You know, that sounds weird. <laughs> it, it sounds, sounds like, like a goiter. <laughs> John Daly might have gout. That's probably why he needs he, a gart. Well, it's osteoarthritis porosis. Um, you know, what? Some, it's joint things. He has osteoarthritis. Yeah. yeah. He said, what I, what I do appreciate about John Daly is he was like, look, I'm trying to be healthier, but I'm never giving up my cigarettes. I did see that. I was like, bless John you, John Daly. So John, da- I, I think he sued like newspapers before for like defamation. So I'm oh, a yeah, little afraid sure. to like say anything well, about John Daly. But he is one of those guys who I'm like, how is he not canceled yet? I completely agree with you. <laughs> it's like, how are we still? So I'm going out to he the troubled path. <laughs> yeah. I'm going out to the PGA Championship after this for a few days um, to write some stuff. And um, I'm most excited just to see john daly's golf cart in action see what pants he's wearing yeah you think he'll get one of those um you ever see those uh lily pulitzer like painted golf carts yes they're popular very popular in florida oh or like a camel wrap or yes or like uh the the ones that are jeep wrangler golf carts you love it yeah i hope it's themed it won't be it won't be. it won't be but, but if he got like a a pattern to match his Pants. Oh yeah, yeah. I would be into that. Um, we're, and, so we're pro golf cart. We, we're a little bit anti John Daly. 
I think that's fair. I think that's completely fair. Uh, I also like what Tiger said where he was like, I've walked the course on a broken leg. Yes. And, and then John Daly was like, I just wish Tiger had all the facts. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Tiger did have all the facts. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to be like, I destroyed my body using drugs and I have an addiction problem and I need a golf cart because I can't move my body anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing. I don't even know where I was going to go. Well, with no, that I, <laughs> I I feel like what we're both kind of heading towards with this take is that like part of the sport of golf is being able to walk from hole to hole, and if you're injured or or you can't to the point where you can't do that, then maybe you don't play. No, I don't think that's fair. You don't think so? No. You shouldn't have to be able to walk to like play golf. As a professional golfer? No, I don't think okay. so. If you can hit the ball, you can golf. Okay. But I'm just trying to think of another sport where if you couldn't like physically do part of it, you but could But that's have the a- thing, like the walking from from shot to shot isn't actually part of the game. That's not going to like that's not it doesn't have anything to do with your score. That's why it's dumb that this is a that this a, is a, a thing. rule. Yeah. yeah. Like it why does it matter how he gets from the tee box to the green? Because his score is going to be the same either way. That's what yeah. I, that's. It's why it seems why irrelevant. we why we need guards to be allowed. right. Yeah, there's no reason why that should matter to me. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm off base here. No, but I could I, I just, could just see some golf purists being like, or you know, other players being like, wait, he gets a cart, but then I would just be like, okay, I want a cart. Yeah, I think maybe like spe- under special cir- like my mom, for example, she can't walk, but like if she could stand and swing a club, she should be allowed to golf if she's good right. at it. But why does it matter that she can't walk without a no? I assistance? I I I am on your side on this one. I just was golf purists. Are I was just, putting that out there as a yeah. Golf purists are gonna golf purist. <laughs> okay, that's the moral. <laughs> there it is. I that's think. what we're heading towards. All right, uh, Joe Flacco. Switching gears completely. Speaking of Baltimore. Yes. Seriously. Well, I mean, now he's in Denver. So Joe Flacco is under a little bit of a, I don't even know if he's under fire or controversy. He said a weird he thing. He riled people up weirdly he, for he saying did. something that seemed like not that controversial. And the thing he said was that he didn't want to raise Drew Locke, the Broncos draft pick, to be the next quarterback. He said, um, listen, I have so many things to worry about. I'm trying to go out there and play good football. I'm trying to go out there and play the best football of my life. As far as the time constraint and all that stuff, I'm not worried about developing guys or any of that. That is what it is. I hope he does well. I don't look at that as my job. My job is to go win football games for this football team. And then he said, listen, I hope he does learn from me because that means we're out there and we're slinging it around and having a lot of fun. What's your take, Jess? Uh, My take is that, like... uh you're allowed to do whatever you want to do when you're the quarterback. And I don't think like on the one hand, I, it is a little like selfish to be like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not in charge of this guy. I'm not going to be his babysitter, but it's also okay. If that's who you are, like no one's yeah. forcing you to be the quarterback guru. My only thing about saying this publicly is that if I'm drew Locke, I would see this and just be like, Oh, Okay. <laughs> okay. Joe Flacco is a quarterback who still kind of thinks he's in his prime, though. That's the thing. Like, Joe Flacco does not, in his mind, think he's aged out of the starting role. Right. The way that I think some people see it. I don't think of Joe Flacco as being in his prime. I don't think most people probably have since, like, honestly, I don't know, 2014, maybe. After yeah. The 
couple years after the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. He's been good. He's been solid. But, like, I don't know if I would put, say he's in his prime anymore. He has some injuries. He, you know, lost his starting job to Lamar Jackson and got traded. So I think people are mad because they see Joe, Joe Flacco a way that Joe Flacco doesn't see himself. And, and that is, like... You know, Joe Flacco is a veteran guy. He is not going to be the starter for very long in Denver. So he needs to, you know, take one for the team and like be a good coach of this guy. And Joe Flacco's right. like, I don't like I've been in Denver for two months. I'm not, you know, the the fate of the franchise shouldn't be on my shoulders. I'm just going to try to win games while I can. I think and that's, that's my story. Yeah. No, I think that's totally what's going on is that people on the outside are looking at him as like, Hey, they sent you out to pasture to like the, the farm upstate was the Broncos <laughs> and Joe Flacco's the quarterback like, killer, John Elway. Yeah, and, and, uh, and John, Joe Flacco's like, no, 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 this is my, this is my Renaissance man moment. And everyone's like, well, not really. So it is, it seemed, it seemed a little bit like shots fired in a very mild way for him to be like, you know, I'm the man. This was a medium take. Exactly. That I think riled people up because people love to be like, you should always be making everyone else around you better because that's just how humans should be. Like you should be kind and teach everyone. And like, that's just not how some people are just like, okay, but also I want to do the best job I can do. Right. Because my future depends on it. So if I don't have time to teach Drew Locke how to tie his little shoelaces, I'm not going to do it. Also, athletes are wildly competitive people, so I don't know why anyone's <laughs> shocked by this. Like, of course, Joe Flacco's out for Joe Flacco. We're all like, everyone's really out for themselves on some level. Like, some people more than others, but uh, it that yeah, I medium medium take medium take that should be treated as a medium, medium take, take hot reaction. Tone down the reaction. Yes. Okay. Uh, Quentin Williams. Yeah, he roasted Tom Brady. Kind of. I wouldn't even call this a roast. I wouldn't call it a roast either. He stated another, a fact. Another medium take. Um, he was like, Tom Brady's been in the league longer than I've been alive. And Quentin Williams is like 21, and Tom Brady's been in the NFL for 18 years, 17 yeah, so years. So Quentin's so, math was slightly off. But, but not even. Like, not he's by that pretty much. much right. It's not like he was walk in diapers watching Patriots games Tom Brady's rookie year. Like, right. he's pretty much right. And this is something that, honestly, I would say. Like, I don't remember the NFL before Tom Brady because I was four years old i also don't think it's necessarily an insult it's no. if anything it's like wow this guy's still playing he's and he's were people mad about this i don't think so okay good. i think it was like a just they, funny i think it was funny or sort of like a, oh quentin williams like roast tom brady for being old so, but like ass. not <laughs> sorry no, please <laughs> he's gonna fall apart <laughs> quentin williams is gonna be the thing that ends tom brady it's like when miles garrett said he couldn't wait to sack ben roethlisberger i feel like it's that but like it's like i feel like Quentin Move Williams over, is old man. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think Quentin Williams is just sort of a lovely guy. So he's, he's like my version of trash talk is just being like, "You're old." <laughs> he was the guy who said after the national championship that Trevor Lawrence wasn't that good, right? That was Quentin Williams. Was it? I think so. Oh, okay. Was I it? forgot that that was him. No, I thought. Who? Let me look. I'm up. pretty sure he said something about Trevor Lawrence and was like, "Yeah, he was fine. Like some of his passes weren't even that good, but they got lucky or some shit like that." Oh wait, was the, it him? It might have been someone. Yeah, else from no, it was it was Quentin Williams. He said uh, they weren't very hard at all. They were very. Uh, this is Alabama lost by 28 points. Yeah, and yeah. and that's just Quentin Williams. Throw that out there on Alabama. Um, says. Um, 
Clemson offense was very easy to defend after losing 44 to 16. Clemson they, scored 44 points. They weren't very hard at all, Williams said. They were very easy. They capitalized on a lot of mental errors. We made a lot of mental errors. They didn't come out and do nothing special. We, <laughs> we played greater offense than that, than that Oklahoma offense or Georgia offense. We just made a lot of mental errors and they capitalized. That's what good teams do. That's Oh, here here's what he said about Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence threw the ball up. It ain't like he just put them on the money, dropped dimes, none of that. He just threw them up and the receivers made plays. You've got to give all the respect to the receivers. Also, like, that's how football works. Like, the quarterback throws it and the receiver catches it. Yeah, I get what he's saying. He's saying that, like, he just chucked it up into coverage and, like, T. Higgins and Amari Rogers were Were there. Yeah, were just, like, able to um, get their hands on it. Make plays, basically. But, dude, like, come on. You lost by. so many points it's it if you had lost by a touchdown and like said like we made mental errors and they capitalized on them but they didn't do anything special like it was close we were in this you fucking lost 44 to 14 yeah dude like pick your spot 16 44 to 16 Mm, yeah anyways it i i quentin williams uh, like i think i think that whole thing people remember he also did something else during the lead up to the whatever game, the national championship where he was about to say something and then like stopped himself. Mm. And everyone was like, Oh, like Saban, like must've given him a look from across like the media room. Yeah. Like one of those. Yeah. Like, I just gave meet just the, a meet look. the, meet the parents, like a Robert De Niro, like, like the thumb across the neck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, he, he always has something funny and interesting to say. So, yeah, I think he's going to be fun on the jets when they just keep sucking. Um, all right. We got one last thing. Speaking of which, the Jets in the middle of our podcast taping fired their GM. So, oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So things are going well in New York. Are the Jets eligible for hard knocks? They're not. Are they? The only teams eligible are the Raiders, the Giants, the Redskins, and the Lions. That's and too bad because I, I would love to see the Jets. I would love to have some cameras in the Jets' dysfunction right now. Yeah, new coach, so they're out. Oh, that's right. That's I don't right, think the right. Giants would do it. I don't think that they would let the cameras in there. Uh. Yeah, not with Eli still around. No, I think they're. I think the Maras are just like they're like. I mean, they're literally related to the Rooneys. They're the same like class, old school ownership like, where they're yeah. like, we don't need that. I think it's going to be the Raiders. I hope so. I feel like Gruden misses the camera enough that maybe he'd <laughs> give it the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. I woke up with that song stuck in my head. Did you? The spotlight. I woke up with without you, girl. It's <laughs> good. I woke up with Gloria stuck in my head because mm. I was thinking about the podcast. Boo. <laughs> All right, should we do some unprotected segs? Let's do it. All right, some personal news. Um, on my end, and your end, <laughs> and all of our ends. Stop talking about my end. <laughs> Leave my end out of this. Um, Hashtag not my end. The last episode of season two of The Wilder Project is up, and we had guest David Jacoby of ESPN. Just Jacoby. I think that's what we He introduced today. himself as David, and I was like, no, I've <laughs> followed you for long enough. You're just Jacoby. And he was like, okay, yeah, that's You fair. know what? His his handle is D Jacoby, mm-hmm. and it was bef- it's like DJ Akobe. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's his DJ name. Yeah. DJ Akobe. DJ Akobe in the house. DJ Akobe. Pew, pew, pew. I hate when people do air horns. Air horns. Uh, well, I'm sorry. That's actually my pet peeve in podcasts. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I take that one back. I didn't know that. Rewind it and when play the it? audio back in reverse. Okay. So she takes it back. Yeah, I took it back. Is that in the budget? That never know. happened. 
yeah. So, and we played, we had, it was just a really fun episode. We did some NBA stuff. We played Pictionary where we had. No, Charlotte. It's called Sports Illustrated. Sports, comma, Illustrated. Thank you. Where we drew. Get the name right for branding purposes. Yes, my bad. Sorry. Where we drew NBA memes and Jacoby is a terrible drawer. No offense, Jacoby. And they were some of the funniest pictures I've ever seen. So go watch it. Um, that's kind of all I've got. Yeah. Nothing's really changed. Cool. All right. Uh, ask a youth. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. So I've seen around the internet people saying I'm baby. <laughs> yeah. And I've had no idea what it means. And Jess won't explain it to me until today because we were saving it for the podcast. So I finally get to know what this means and why people are saying it. I'm baby. Mm-hmm. The meme I'm baby. Yeah. That's that's what you want to know. Yeah. Where can you like think of a time that you've seen it? No. Okay. I've just seen people you know where I've seen it on like my friends' Instagram stories, they'll be like, I'm baby and I'm like, What the hell? Can you like I I kind of think we should play a game where before I explain a meme to you, you try to like use it in a sentence. Um Okay. Can I can, should I guess what it means? Yeah. Okay. So I think it's sort of like when you don't know what to say to something or when like something is like bad happens and you're just like, well, I'm baby. Like, I don't know anything. Use it. Like use it in a set. Like use it as okay. a, um, say after this podcast, someone, it goes out and someone's like, Charlotte, that was terrible. You messed up. You said a million things wrong. I'd be like, Oh, I'm baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, co- you're pretty much, you're close. It's like, yeah, is it sort of like throwing your hands up and being it. like, I'm a toddler. Is that what it kind is? Kind of, yeah. What the, what is why? I don't get it. Yeah. It's, I hate it. The origin of it is one of the best meme origin what stories is it? of all the meme origin stories. So this happened like four or five, this is an old meme. I don't know why. What? It, I don't know why it became really popular like this. It became popular in like January, February. Okay. And now it's like everywhere. Um, but this is from a few years ago. There was a news station that ran a story, I think about like a home invasion or something. It was like, this is like, it gets kind of dark. No, I'm here for it. This is why it's funny though. So they ran like a news story about a home invasion (laughs) and they showed a a girl texting her mom from her cell phone. Like you could read the conversation Uh and it was just like a one shot of like this conversation on the phone. And someone took a screenshot of it and posted it to Reddit and said, like, what does this mean? And the conversation on the phone Mm -hmm. is, I don't think it was, like, their actual conversation. I think they just pretended to, you know, like, have two people text each other so they could use it for the the video. But the conversation on the phone. Oh, 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 you mean, like, the news station manufactured this conversation. Because there's no way this was an actual conversation. Right. But so it was about it was about this girl who was like home alone and someone broke into her house and she was with her kid and she was texting her mom and was like, mom, I don't know what to do. I think someone broke in. And the mom said, I'm baby. What? Call 911. <laughs> and then the girl was like, I don't know what to do. I'm scared he's going to hear me. Blah, blah, blah. And like all that. So someone screenshotted it and sent it to Reddit, like posted to Reddit and was like, what does this mean? It said, I'm baby. Call 911. And someone responded and just said, I'm baby. And like it just became I'm a baby. Thing. I think she was trying to say, I'm busy. Call 911. But it auto corrected. Oh my God. I'm baby. Call 911. Also, I'm sorry. Even if she was trying to say, I'm busy, your daughter's getting home invaded. Like, you, and you're well, busy. That's, that's why it's funny because if this is like, if the news station or whoever videotaped this thing, like 
put this elaborate like text conversation into the story and, and that then- and that was the conversation it's like either up, like, for so many reasons right like either that if they purposely said i'm baby that makes no sense if they said i'm busy and it auto-corrected and they didn't have Whose time mom to- says i'm busy call 911 and then if they meant that and it auto-corrected and they didn't fix it before putting it on the broadcast oh the layers it's funny of this. for a lot of reasons i love but, this but basically then people are just like i'm baby and then it, and then like the kirby meme have you ever seen the kirby no Kirby has like okay (laughs) have you seen the Lisa Simpson one where she's standing in front of the whiteboard and like it's like usually like someone saying something that's like supposed to be like slightly education like yeah producer knows what's going on Harry um no Brandon today Brandon's out today that's why we didn't get a update on the budget um okay the Kirby the Kirby (laughs) Kirby is like has like a he's like teaching like he has like a who's Kirby like video game Kirby oh like little like jiggly squishy like pink boy oh 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 yeah yeah yeah. boy i'm googling yes kirby's a boy according to our producer thank you um kirby has like a like he's like teaching like he has like a stick in his hand you know how like teachers in like the olden days used to like have sticks and like point to shit Mm -hmm. and it's like he's pointing like like, when i was in elementary school (laughs) in the olden days (laughs) yeah when charlotte was cool cool cool. back in the day like kirby's like pointing to a a board and like people photoshop different things on the board yeah it looks like kirby's like teaching it to them yes so kirby someone made it and it was like kirby pointing to it and said i'm baby (laughs) it's really cute but kirby's adorable kirby is baby i Kirby is uh, that's why it's funny because Kirby's like I'm baby (laughs) and then it just became a whole thing and like now everything and it's funny because my sister and I like my sister always calls me a a dumb baby like all the time so before this meme even became a thing so I really relate to this meme because like I am baby okay all right well now I know okay I have another question though yeah um what's the James Charles YouTube controversy (laughs) I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess okay okay I know there's a YouTuber named James Charles because I know that he recently lost 2 million followers and counting because subscribers subscribers. Did he do a bad makeup tutorial? No. Did he do something like Nazi and right wing? No. Why does everyone hate him now? Um, So he apparently went behind his mentor her name's tati she's another youtube makeup artist i don't understand youtube youtube's like at all. okay here's the thing about youtubers and like the internet is that i think most people ignore it and pretend that it's not a thing and i'm not saying like this is just you like i do the same thing like we're all guilty of it but like there are legitimately millions and millions of people that watch these videos and like it's their lives and these people like a lot of the youtubers are like multi-millionaires yeah wildly um, famous i mean this is this guy has like a he bought like a mansion in calabasas or something I'm pretty sure oh. like the paul brothers like right. they have 19 million subscribers no, I each understand. Like, and they're I, millionaires I, now i understand like the the youtube phenomenon of the youtubers and everything but it was just it was enough after my time as a like teenager on the internet that I never fully right comprehend not comprehended it just it was so outside of my world that I hear about these people and I'm like oh my god yeah and it's like a it's like a pretty yeah big deal it is they have a huge (laughs) amount of influence correct okay so James Charles is a beauty youtuber beauty youtuber he does makeup tutorials he was on cover he was like the first male cover girl cover model I think okay at the Met Gala last week 
Okay. Anyways, like his oh, like, yeah, yeah, his, yeah. like I beauty makeup tutorial like mentor called him out for basically like stabbing her in the back. She owns a vitamin company and he <laughs> he was like he was like I'm not going to, you know, endorse your vitamin company, but then went behind her back and endorsed another vitamin company. So then she was like he's a, and Whoa. then she also accused him of like trying to turn straight men gay, which is a whole other thing that well, like I don't even know. Right. I don't know the details of that. But anyway, so he got canceled. So he lost like a he lost like a lot of followers like over three million followers since he posted apology video and it has like 40 million viewers yeah but it's like in the grand scheme of things i don't know this guy and i'm not a part of this community so i'm not trying to speak for anyone but like logan paul literally videotaped a dead body in a forest of a person who committed suicide and like yeah as far as things uncanceled now yeah as far as bad things you could do on youtube go i feel like endorsing not your friend's vitamin company is not the worst that we've seen considering like there are people out there making people into actual Nazis with their propaganda. So, but I also understand that loyalty is, you know, if you watch, if you are watching this play out and you're someone who loves both of these people and then you see one of them, you know, call another one out. Yeah. You just, yeah, I get it. That's what's going on. Okay. Thank you, Jess. I was wondering, and I was going to Google it and I got lazy and I figured I would just ask you and ask a youth. Um, we have a quick aggro fact. Mm, do we? It's, yes, it's springtime. And um, I is thought... Because it? it was 46 degrees on Monday. Technically, it is the spring. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be springtime, but it is spring. And I just wanted to give everyone a quick update as to how farmers prepare for the spring season. There's a website called agamerica.com. And uh, there are tips for spring into action on the farm these are a few things you need to do. You need to conduct a thorough inspection of your operation, outbuildings, livestock housing, machinery. You need to clean out any livestock shelters and you want to consider... I like can't even focus right now. This is just a lot of learning. Well, you want to consider testing the pH and nutrient levels of your soil, <laughs> Jess, is what you really want to do. Um, this is a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I just, in case anyone's thinking about starting a farm... I want you to know how much work it's going to take in the spring when you have to spring into action on the farm. Spring into spring forward. Yes, fall back. Fall back. Oh, I hate daylight savings. I would have voted for Jonah Ryan just to cancel daylight savings. <laughs> I miss Veep so much. Oh, okay, should we talk? Can we talk quickly about Veep at the end of this? So yes. they'll they'll our spoilers are coming up, but yes. we won't spoil anything right now. Um, you have a note to rant. I do. What are up? you going to time me? Yeah, let me. You pull. don't have to. I'll I'll keep it. I'll keep it short. Uh, no, I'm giving you timer 30 seconds. Google. Okay, are you ready? No. Yes, I'm ready. On your mark, get set, go. <sighs> in 2019, Notre Dame is playing against seven teams that have a bye week before they play Notre Dame, which is totally unfair. Whoever made the schedule, I would like to open an inquiry because this is a conspiracy to get Notre Dame to join a conference because whoever's doing the schedule clearly just wants all these teams to beat Notre Dame so that they don't make the playoff again because it doesn't make any of the conferences money if Notre Dame's in the playoff because they don't have a deal with any of the conferences. <sighs> wow. That's it. First of all, Great point. As a fellow, as an honorary degree holder from Notre Dame, I agree with you that this is a conspiracy theory and it's garbage. Second of all, eight teams, if you count Louisville, the first game of the season, there's eight teams that are going to be playing nobody before they play Notre Dame. That's not fair. How is Notre Dame supposed to prepare for that? They're going to have to do all these trick plays and stuff so that these teams don't know what they're going to see. <laughs> it's not fair, Charlotte. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. But actually, I would like to, there is something fishy going on. Seven I, teams. I'm sitting here agreeing with you. I know you are. I'm just saying... I think that something it, is fishy. Who makes the schedule? That's a really good question. I think the conferences That's what I all get know. together and do it together with the TV networks and everything. Mm. I think there's like some master plan 
And I think they start it like a couple years ahead of time because they do all these deals like yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 years ahead of time. I meant to look into that yesterday, but I got pretty bored or not bored, busy, <laughs> the opposite of bored. <laughs> I got pretty busy and forgot. And I'm really curious because it seems like this is someone strong holding Notre Dame into joining a conference because they're going to be like, if you don't like the way we schedule it, it's because you play teams from all of these different conferences every year. Yep. And it's really hard to put the schedule together. I, I do. I will say just like if I if if this were like two teams had bye weeks before, I'd be like, OK, well, you know, maybe. But it is fishy that there are eight. Te- how many games are there? Twelve. See, that's when it starts uh, yes. to be of 12 games. Notre Dame has eight opponents who have a week off before they play them. Even if this weren't a team I were a honorary degree holder of, I would be like, that's fishy. It is fishy. So maybe we should have a new segment called That's Fishy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like aggro facts about fish. And it's the Mike Trout fan club. (laughs) Oh, perfect segue. Uh, Thank you, first of all, to everyone who sent us the story by Jeff Passan at ESPN about the kid who wears a Mike Trout Jersey <laughs> about the kid who wears a Mike Trout uniform to school every single day and finally got to meet Mike Trout. We can't thank you enough. Also, thank you to this kid for giving us content because last week we forgot about the official, unofficial Mike Trout fan club. There because there wasn't really Because he's so boring. We no, lo- don't say that. He we loves, love him. He's uh, pretzels, but, capital yeah. letters, air you travel, Duke <laughs> to win the playoff bracket. What else does loves he like? his wife. He loves his wife. He loves his mom. He loves his mom. Learned that this week. Um, but we needed something to reinvigorate this club. <laughs> he likes baseball. He has mu- Mikey muscles. <laughs> but so this kid was really um, a welcome addition to the Mike Trout fan club because now we know that he's nice to children who dress up like him. Yes. And he loves his mom because he posted a video of his mom on Mother's Day. Oh, perfect. See, we got two new things to tell you about Mike Trout. Yes. Mike Trout, come on our podcast. We need to learn more about you. Mike Trout. Mike I'm just checking Trout. if he tweeted anything recently. Did he? Oh, wait. Here's a good one. What? Minnesota. Airplane, airplane, <laughs> airplane. <laughs> I was going to say, is it? Is it three? You, know what, you know what I respect about Mike Trout? That when he does his little emoji things, he always uses three of them. Okay, wait. No, here's another one. Okay. Baltimore. <laughs> airplane, airplane, airplane. Okay, but this one's really good. Okay. This one's really good. Okay, okay. Detroit. <laughs> airplane, 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 airplane. Five airplanes. Five okay. airplanes. I take it back. He's not consistent with his airplanes. Oh, wait. There's another good one. Uh, Mexico. <laughs> Four airplanes. <laughs> These are all since last like last week. Where is he going? I mean, this Did is he have baseball. They had a game, Did in, they have a game in, Mexico? in Mexico. Yeah. Monterey or something. Oh, okay. Well. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's a fact. He went to Mexico recently. Okay. There we go. That's something. His um, wife's name's Jessica. Yeah, relatable. But because my wife's name is Jessica. I don't know. Because my name is Jessica. Because my wife's name is Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a perfect setup. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for the softball. Crushed it. That's been the Mike Mike Trout. (laughs) Mikey Muscles. Mikey Muscles. That's been the Mike Trout unofficial official unofficial Mike Trout fan club for today. Um, Let's get shirts made. Oh, yeah. That's so good. It's a great merch opportunity. This little kid would buy one. Yeah, perfect. Okay, great. Uh, All right, now, spoiler alert, the rest of this podcast is going to be very, very spoiler heavy. Um, from Game of Thrones, we and, should mention. Yeah, Game of Thrones and Not Veep. from, like, the future. We're not, like, psychics. Wouldn't that be wild? Yeah. We're like, d- uh, stop listening if you don't want to know who wins the NBA finals this year. It's the Warriors. <laughs> oh, wait, we didn't <laughs> oh, give them a fair warning. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler. Um, we're also going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers, so... 
Like it's worth it. It's also, wor- it's like, worth listening. Everybody it's, knows right. what happened. Again you should just listen, unless you're my dad, who's like, I haven't watched the last two episodes left. Mark, don't listen to this part unless you've already seen it. Uh, also, actually, we don't even need to give a spoiler alert for Veep. All I want to say is that I love Julia Louis Dreyfus and uh, the ending. The, ending was the so last good. four minutes were absolutely perfect. That's it was it. perfect. That's all I got. It was perfectly it done. Was Perfect. Here is a segue from that into our Game of Thrones discussion. What's a lot of people are saying that it's impossible to end a TV series and make everyone happy with er, the ending. Wrong. Did you see the Veep finale? Did you see DB that? Weiss? <laughs> Did you see that perfect David episode? Benioff? Also, I will argue Mad Men ended really. I loved how Mad the Men ended. The ending of Mad Men was really good. Ending, oh, I loved the ending of Mad Men. Yeah, the oh, ending of Mad Men was uh, the kind of ending. By the world coke. Yes. The ending of Mad Men was the kind of ending where I saw it and I gasped. Like there's that last scene. I'm not again. Not going to spoil like, it. And then it goes I didn't into say who the, he was. And then Could it goes Campbell. into the ad. Yeah. Just oh oh like so everyone can go. I'm almost <laughs> got. I almost got. Go screw. Everyone can go soak their heads if you think it's not possible. Soak their heads <laughs> to end <In> Clorox. <laughs> yes. If you don't so think like, are you kidding me? Of course it's possible to end a TV show. It well. is. I mean, there are there are definitely TV show endings that have aged better over time. Like I think at the time when The Sopranos ended, people hated it. Mm-hmm. Twenty years later, people. Well, I guess ten years later. Ten years later, I Math. think people like it. Yeah. I mean. I also I also think that it's become this really deeply obnoxious thing on Twitter. I feel like every single day I see someone tweet, so if everyone's unhappy, what is it? Quote this with the TV show that did end well. And I'm like, we've seen this tweet are 30 times. Yeah. And so also, that's canceled. Is it canceled? That goddamn tweet about whether you can end a TV show well or not. Because obviously you can. Yes, I agree. Sorry, I just made a really, really attitude-y gesture that <sighs> like you couldn't Like the ending that. of the 2008... 2009 football season ended perfectly when the Steelers won the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. That was a perfect ending to a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the series finale <laughs> was so good. <laughs> did you see the? Did you see someone tweeted um, after the Rockets blew their the game seven? The Warriors beat the Rockets, and um, Amelia Clark was in the stands, and mm-hmm. so was Beyonce. And yes, some, I someone, saw that. Someone tweeted, "Wow, Steph Curry showing Amelia Clark how to end a series." Brutal. Oh. I I I've thought about that tweet a lot this week. It's not Amelia Clark's fault. She's a sweet, sweet. I sweet know. Girl. At first, I didn't get it because I was like, she didn't write it. But then I was like, uh, okay, artistic license. She was in the stand. I've also seen this video going viral. That's like three minutes of Game of Thrones cast members like talking about how disappointed they were with the finale. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Have you seen Wait. this? Yeah, Harry's seen it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, like they're actually just like it's, shit it's talking their in, own show. No, it's like interviews from like before, like way before the season came out, like after they were done taping and stuff. And a lot of them are, pe- are like the people are saying like, "What was? How was the last season?" And Amelia Clark's like, "Best season ever." <gasps> oh, and okay. then like Peter Dinklage is like, "They decided to put all of the people in the crypt, even though the Night King can raise the dead. I guess Tyrion's not that smart." <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Also, though, like the shows over their contracts are up. Like, yeah say whatever uh i watched this one because at this point i'm just curious as to how it's gonna end um it it was extremely bloody and um a lot of people got torched i don't know what'd you think so that's your takeaway my take i didn't like i mean i feel like because i don't have yeah i know enough to like it seemed a little I did, like I I don't I I feel like I don't have a right to like have a take because I didn't watch the whole thing but I was it seemed a little simplistic I don't know 
What did you think? I mean, honestly, like the things that are happening in the episode aren't aren't what I like am mad about. It's just the way that they're happening because it seems less satisfying than if we got a full season of build up instead of like yeah. four episodes of like really fast paced like this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. Like the whole like okay, so spoilers for Game of Thrones. Daenerys it goes crazy and burns the entire city of King's Landing. I sincerely after they surrendered. After they surrendered. I sincerely believe that that is what George R. R. Martin would have would is going to write in the books. Do you think he's even gonna bother finishing it? I don't know, honestly. I think he a lot of people have a theory that he is waiting to finish the books until after the finale of the the season because then he will know how people react to the ending and it mm. will inform his decision on how to end the books, which I don't I don't know. I mean, that's pretty smart, I guess. <laughs> But I also he's like super. He's old. doing like focus group market research for his next book, and the focus group is like every Game of Thrones fan. <laughs> exactly. Here's the thing though: is like he has such a chance to be a hero now if he ends the books in a way that is even slightly more satisfactory to the shows. Like he's he fucking saves Game of Thrones. He, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I like none of the things that have happened. Like there are just been there are just been certain things that feel unearned, and I think that is the main the main problem. And yeah. there are certain characters that are not acting like you have been a you have learned that they act for the last seven seasons and there have also been a lot of plot holes that are still open so i will wait to comment on that until after next week because if they end up tying all the loose ends that's fine um but i do think that this season has been a little bit of the um i used this analogy the other day you know the the logistic like logic um theory occam's razor the most the simplest outcome is the most likely Mm -hmm. i think that after two years of all these crazy fan theories online of all these twists and turns and ways that they're going to trick us and like all these crazy endings it just is the season has been the most simple straightforward straightforward story plot line imaginable and people are pissed because they came up with all these way cooler better more intricate theories that are not going to play out yeah i've what i've seen or from people who i've heard talk about it um people have seemed to feel like the character arcs that they have been primed for have been gunned down or reversed slightly too quickly, not necessarily in surprising ways, but in ways that it felt like they weren't earned by the... Yeah, it seems like they're like, okay, we need to tie all these loose ends, so... Like character A goes from point A to point B, yeah. And instead, like in seasons past, is like character goes from point A to point Z to point X. Like d- all these crazy shit happens. They go back to point A, right. then they get to point B, and it's like, oh shit! Like the payoff is huge, and right. there's all these like crazy twists. And like you spent, you know, seven seasons of Arya going through like all this training to be this deadly assassin and be able to change faces, and then this whole season she hasn't done it once. Mm. And then you know, Arya's like, I don't care if I die. I want to kill Cersei. And then in the second to last episode, she turns around and goes home instead of killing Cersei and then you know yeah. the only cool thing was like the Clegane Bowl was fucking sick I don't know if you like that part it was pretty I watched graphic, it but with my I couldn't Jess I couldn't oh it was it. amazing he I was wa- like I watched it and then he picked him up by the neck and started doing the eye thing oh yeah and I I that you know I can, I oh god it was so good okay that whole scene was so good about Game of Thrones this is I don't care if this makes me a, if I don't care if I'm baby <laughs> about this <laughs> but I it is way too graphic for me, and I don't know that's if that fine. makes me lose. No, that's fine. That's why I stopped watching um, Handmaid's Tale. I it, Handmaid's well, Tale. I stopped watching Handmaid's Tale because I feel like we're living it. <laughs> so I was like, I don't need this twice. But I, I really Game of Thrones with all the people getting burned and and bloody, and I I just don't have the stomach for it. And that's not to say that no, that's it, totally there's anything fair. wrong no, with people who do. Just can't stomach it. 
Aaron Rodgers, though, he got burned alive. Yeah, he got blown the fuck up. I didn't realize that was him. None. Did I don't you? know if anyone did. I, in the moment. In the moment? Certainly not. Yeah. I... Here's, I watched the whole thing. The reason I really watched the whole thing was to, for Aaron Rodgers' cameo. And then I was like, oh, I must have missed it. And okay, then it- here's another thing, though. Like, fans hate cameos. When Ed Sheeran was in Game of Thrones last season, <laughs> people were so fucking mad about it. Because it's just not like them to put a, a celebrity cameo in. That's not Game of Thrones. Also, I really do think that Aaron Rodgers having a cameo in Game of Thrones is one of the weirder... I think it's kind of lame. I do too. Especially because the season's been kind of a dumpster fire and so it's like, so cool. It's like, oh, just you were in the in worst season of Game of Thrones. Congrats, well, it's also Aaron. like he's not even a famous actor. It's... It's, it's not like billions where they have athletes on every other episode or like people playing themselves. It's like, oh, here's Aaron Rodgers for a split second. Oh, no, he's burned alive. It felt like... um. Do you ever watch The League? Yes. It felt like The League when they're like... It's Hall of Fame or no, like it's uh what was it what the did they say? Is they were like so good. <laughs> they're well, I'm trying to remember what they're saying. Like it's Pro Bowler Josh Cripps, like six time Pro Bowler <laughs> Josh Cripps. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? That yes. when they had Josh Cripps on and it was the cheesiest like intro. It was like, hey, here's here's the guy that we got for the cameo it's, on the show. Okay, so here's a funny thing. Seven ish months ago, Charlotte and I were in a bar and someone told us that Aaron Rodgers was gonna be in the new season of Game of Thrones, and we were both really drunk and forgot about it till last week when the news broke that Aaron Rodgers was gonna well, be in the new episode. We were both Game like, wait a second, we knew oh we're like oh i remember why we know that why did we forget that we're just dumbasses it's pretty funny though but we're we keep our word we do we didn't say anything no because we forgot but we also but we also we wouldn't we yeah we're good people you can trust us we're trustworthy yeah well okay i mean we keep our word when it comes to not screwing people over we definitely don't keep our word when it comes to sending out christmas cards that's a really good I'm point sorry. To make. Like we, that's a really good point. We keep our promises when there's something at stake other than the mail. Okay. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. Um, to everyone who hasn't received anything from us, it's because we can't figure out the post office. Oh yeah, obviously. I feel like that's I just want I just known, want to make right? that clear. Yeah, like okay. we're trying <laughs> I'm trying, Jennifer. I had to send in like a twenty three and me DNA test. To Did you them. do that? Yeah. I got it for my birthday. And I, I was can't like, wait to find out if you're Jewish. I was like, <laughs> I, I, if I am, it's on my mom's side and she's 100% Italian. And that would be shocking. That'd be wild. That would be truly shocking. That would be a plot. That would be how the Game of Thrones should end. <laughs> Arya, gets her, Arya gets her DNA back and she's Jewish. <laughs> Arya gets her. Yeah. Like I'm Jewish. That's if anyone doesn't know that I can say this. Yeah. Right. Charlotte Wilder. Um, <laughs> Sorry, you never sad. know. Uh, well, a couple, couple other points I want to make. First thing, Michael Eves ac- accidentally spoiled Game of Thrones to the West Coast during Sports Center, but he didn't really spoil it. He, he just said, like, he said that's not. He said some made an analogy and said like that's how Cersei went out, and everyone was like, uh, we didn't. And he was like, well, it could have been in a boat. She could have sailed off in a boat, right? And it's like, uh, no, it's yeah. Game of Thrones. We know that means she died, right? Right. But everyone knew she was gonna die. It's not like, and if you're on the West Coast, like watch it early watch on hbo go ahead of time can't you do that yes it's out at nine so west coast can have it at six here's the thing that i did when i studied abroad in london during season four which was by far one of the best seasons of television of all time game of thrones season four so just amazing and every sunday it came out at like 3 a.m london time and i watched it i stayed up and watched it on my phone through a a american vpn (laughs) because i was like i need to watch it live like guys everyone's gonna if i wake up and like go on twitter or something right exactly if i wake up monday and people are talking about it and i haven't seen it yet in class like my life's over yeah 
And so I remember know, vividly watching the mountain squeeze over his eyes stop, out stop, 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 on my little my smartphone off. with my headphones on at like two in the morning. And it was the most disgusting sound. And I was like, oh, I was on, I was on like noise canceling headphones okay, and I heard it okay, so I can't. I vividly. Really... It was so gross. I will never forget that. And I was like in my bed and my roommates were asleep and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it was just shocking. That's that's how I felt when you played it for me two I'm weeks sorry, ago. But it was pretty funny, though. Um, wouldn't you say? Okay, my last point that I want to make is about people naming their daughters Khaleesi and everyone being like, well, you just named your daughter after a war criminal. That's like naming your kid Joseph Stalin. <laughs> Which it's no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm speechless. It's not like naming your kid Joseph Stalin. I know. But also, I First of all... Yeah. Don't name your kid Khaleesi. I mean... No shame if you did, because you can't take that one back. Right, valid. I find it weird when people, like all the babies being born named Arya. Um, I just okay. The thing is, like your kid's you know not going to be I, able. I, to- I take that back. Name your kid whatever you want. Also, like a fake a a fictional character, um, you know, murdering a bunch of people is not the same thing as Joseph Stalin, who literally murdered twenty million Russians in the gulags. Just that's the end of that's that's it. right. Um. Also, it's just kind of a weird name when you consider that like your kid will not be old enough to watch Game of Thrones until they're like <laughs> sixteen or seventeen. That's a great point. So their whole life they're gonna be like, "What's Khaleesi? Like, who's Daenerys?" And you're gonna have to explain it without being like, "Don't watch the show." Because or... literally, season one, Viserys is having sex with like a like, what's her face in a bathtub in like. Isn't the first scene when Amelia Clark's butt? Well, yeah, that too. But like the scene where he's telling her the history like, of hey, the dragons. They're like, and he, I don't, <laughs> it's just like, it's the first season especially is very sexual. Extremely graphic. Like the first season she like actually gets raped by Khal Drogo. Yeah. yeah. And you see it. And you see it. Mm-hmm. And like you named your child that. And it just is a little strange. I don't know. It's just, it's really just a, a weird thing to name your kid. Wouldn't have been my first choice. That, that, thank you. Yes, I agree. I was named after Jessica Fletcher from Murder, She Wrote, a show that I watched when I was eight years old, That's which amazing. was about murder, but I will say a lot different than Game Wait, of Thrones. Wait, I didn't know that. I love that. I'm not sure if I was really named after her, but my parents say I was, so I don't really believe Be them. a long con if they were just lying to you for 25 years. I don't know why they it. would, but <laughs> they might. Angela Lansbury's awesome. Yes, yeah, totally. Goat. Anyways, uh, naming your kid Khaleesi slash Daenerys, a strange choice. Also, especially when you don't know how it's going to end. I will say that, like, you know. You should have waited. Like, with Arya, I can understand a little bit more because you have a pretty good sense that she's going to be one of these, you know, badass strong women throughout the thing. Although it's Game of Thrones, so you never know. But Khaleesi, like, she really could have gone. Arya can still do something bad shit next week. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, uh. That's our show for you this week, folks. Yeah, we had a lot of NBA and a lot of Game of Thrones and a little bit of everything in between. And uh, a whole lot of Mike Trout. <laughs> as always. As much, as literally as much Mike Trout as we could muster. Anyway, Jess, take it away. Let's eat this week. <laughs> <laughs>